0: In today's show, we look ahead to Wednesday in the NBA. Look at all streaming options, injury updates, all of that stuff. Michael Bolton. Thanks, Josh. It's Michael Bolton here, and it's time for another episode of the Locked On Fantasy Basketball Podcast. Let's get to it. Let's get to it, indeed. You are Locked On Fantasy Basketball, your daily fantasy basketball podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Hello and welcome to the Locked On Fantasy Basketball podcast brought to you by Basketball Monster. My name is Josh Lloyd and I am the lead fantasy analyst at BasketballMonster.com and you can find me on Twitter as always at RedRock underscore Beeble, on TikTok at RedRock underscore Beeble and on Instagram at LockedOnFantasyBasketball. Thank you for making Locked On Fantasy Basketball your first listen every day. We are free and available on all platforms. We're looking ahead to Wednesday. There are eight games on. It's a streamable day. We'll talk about all of the matchups. We'll talk about all of the streaming options. We'll talk about a little forward planning as well. Michael Bolton? No, not Michael Bolton. Warnie. Let's get it on, Gilly. <laughs> All right. First game is the Bulls and the Wizards. We saw yesterday DeMar DeRozan heard his quad. Didn't seem like he'd be ready to play in this one, but they have officially listed him as questionable. I am questioning their questionable tag, but that's what they're officially doing. The other news we got out of Chicago is that Javonte Green, whose knee has been bothering him for weeks, is now going to be out for at least a month with um, knee surgery, knee debridement surgery. What that does is it really boosts a lot of value for someone like Patrick Williams. We've seen when Green plays, Williams might be a 30-minute-a-night player. And when Green is out, Williams could be 33-34. So that gives a boost there. On the wizard side of things, Brad Beal is going to be out. And Dan Gafford and Chris Porzingis are both questionable. Now, that could open up tons of stuff. Obviously, if Gafford and Porzingis are out, Taj Gibson's going to have to start at center and play quite a few minutes. And then someone like Anthony Gill will probably have to get the backup minutes there. So there'd be streaming value there. If, you know, Porzingis is out and Gafford's there, then you need a a replacement forward. So Denny Avdia or Rui Hachimura would have to step up and both of those guys would become streaming options. So you've got a bunch of different things that can happen to Washington or for Washington with the situation with both Gafford and Porzingis. Now, neither of those seem like serious situations, but I'd say there's a decent chance that one of those guys does sit out on Wednesday. What we want to watch on Chicago is Patrick Williams. A. What happens if. Oh, I, did, yeah, well, I did talk about it. I just completely lost my mind. I did talk about DeMar DeRozan. We'll talk about it more now. I want to watch Patrick Williams. What does the long term absence of Javante Green mean? But more importantly, if DeRozan is out, does Williams step up? Does he step up and become a better usage player and play more minutes? Because they have no forwards. None. It's him. Derek Jones is basically a centre. Levine, Dragic, White, D'Sumu, Caruso, they're all guards. There's so no forwards at all. So Williams is going to have to be relied upon a lot, a lot more minutes. And if DeRozan is out, a lot more usage. He looks like a perfect stream option for Wednesday. And maybe this is the beginning of a little short-term run of 12 team value for Williams. I don't know that it is, but with Green out, boost some minutes. And with DeRozan maybe out, don't know. There's a boost in minutes there as well. I also want to see what they do. Maybe Kobe White has to step up. With DeRozan out, Levine would ha- if DeRozan is out, Levine would have to play at the three more meaning that that scoring boost could be taken up by White. I wouldn't add Kobe White in 12-team leagues with Caruso and Dasumu and Dragic all there, but as a three-point streamer who can have 12 points with three threes really easily in 20 minutes, there is some value there and for deeper formats. For the Wizards, I want to watch Jordan Goodwin, who it sounds like they're going to convert his 2A into a full-time deal. I don't know who they're going to waive to do that but they could convert it. Well, there's easily Vernon Carey. They could easily waive. Goodwin has been back in the rotation 22 and 17 minutes the last two games. That's cutting into any upside D-line right has. It's cutting into Monte Morris as well. I'm not saying we need to roster Jordan Goodwin, but what his role is is going to be interesting. And then Denis Avdia, who in the past has been a great streamer when Beal is out, but not at the moment. But if Pluzingas and or Gafford are out, that I think Avdia does move into the lineup and does move into becoming a 12-team stream player. But it requires, I think, one of those two players to be on the sidelines. The next game we look at is the Wolves and the Pistons. This is a back-to-back for Detroit. We know that Jalen Duran and Boyan Bogdanovich are both out on Tuesday, so their status is going to be listed questionable for this one. The Wolves have also listed Anthony Edwards as questionable. He's dealing with his hip problem. He was maybe not going to play on Sunday, but he did, and he played 37 minutes, and they've relisted him questionable here. So that's a little bit of a concern three days later for his hip. We know Towns is out. We know Bagley is out, and Jordan McLaughlin, who is looks like going to be out a few more weeks still with that calf problem. On the Wolves side of things, we got an example of what Naz Reed can do, and it wasn't much. Now, is that his back still causing a problem? But he only played 10 minutes because Kyle Anderson and Torian Prince were back, and they really didn't go to any Gobert-Reed combination lineups. And if he's not playing 20-plus minutes, Naz Reed, there's no point having him in 12-team leagues. It doesn't appear like we've got an easy path to get there. I want to watch it, but I don't think we need to hold. I also want to watch D'Angelo Russell, who's playing quite well at the moment. His shooting numbers are up. Especially his free throws. They're well up. And I don't know that Russell can be that guy. So I just want to watch to see minutes, usage, but also the shooting numbers from Russell because they are maintaining high. Maybe he's a little bit of a sell high. Almost included him on the sell high show earlier today. So we want to see the production there from D'Lo. Pacers and Knicks. We know that Daniel Tyson, Kendall Brown are out, but there's a couple of Indiana guys who have appeared on the injury report. Um, whatever, I'm just checking something out here. Um... Aaron Neesmith dealing with an illness and TJ McConnell with a shoulder injury. Neesmith had been playing or starting to play decently well, at least to become a 12-team streamer. Maybe a 12-team, not must roster, but close enough with some good defensive stats, some decent efficiency. But now he's dealing with an illness, so we'll see. If he is out, maybe we stream in uh, Sticks, who I haven't really spoken about much lately. Stand by your man. Now, they're not really playing Smith at all at Power Forward, so maybe they wouldn't go back and start him and they might start O'Shea Brissett, who, if they did start him, would become a streamer. Remember, Smith just is not playing power forward at all at the moment. Um, and then in New York, it does appear like Ron Barrett is going to be coming back. He's listed questionable. I would expect that he returns in this game. On the pacer side of things, I do want to watch Neesmith, see whether he plays, and then see who his replacement is, whether that is Brissett or Smith. Um, and then I want to watch Benedict Matherin, who continues to have significant fantasy struggles. He's up and down with his on-court play. He's definitely fallen way off. From where he was at the beginning of the season. He's only topped thirty minutes once in the last three weeks. So that's a concern. He still offers nothing outside of scoring, and even the efficiency there is dipped. I don't believe he's a twelve team league player. But we'll see if he can show some improvement here. On the Knicks, what the clear thing I want to watch is Emmanuel Quickly. What is his role if Barrett plays like I'm expecting? Does quickly move to the bench? Guaranteed. Does quickly play thirty minutes or twenty four minutes? Well, that's the big question mark, isn't it? How does he get used? There is a path for 38 minutes. or sorry. No, there's not. There's a path for 28 minutes for quickly. That requires fewer minutes for Hartenstein, Toppen, and McBride. There is a path to do that. Whether it happens or not, I'm not sure. And we really do want to watch that. I also want to watch Julius Randle, who's been taking tons of shots, grabbing tons of rebounds, and being generally inefficient. So when Barrett returns, does the usage peel back off? Does Randle get back into his lane and stop being just an incessant bullhog? Does that improve his efficiency? Or does he go and take early clock shot contested long twos and miss eight threes and a quarter again? How does he readjust to Barrett being back in the lineup? That is something that we need to watch. Today's episode is brought to you by price Picks is daily fantasy, but it's not your traditional daily fantasy. It is just simple stuff with individual player stat projections. You could look at Julius Randle and they might have it listed at 19 and a half points. And you go... I know this bloke's going to take a lot of shots, so let's take more. You might have Emmanuel quickly listed with four and a half assists. And you go, oh, there's a real risk that his minutes drop way down. I'll take fewer than four and a half assists. And you get between two to six of those individual player projections. You put them into a lineup, and you can win up to 25 times your entry fee back. You can do this in over 30 US states. You can do it in Canada. And these entries, they're so fast. They're so easy. You do it in under 60 seconds. But it's not just for the NBA. You can do it for the NFL playoffs. You can do it for college basketball. You can do it for women's basketball. You can do it for European basketball. You can do it for cricket, NASCAR, golf, um, MMA, boxing, and of course, the GOAT, disc golf. So download the PricePix app or go to pricepix.com and sign up and play daily fantasy sports. First-time users can receive a 100% instant deposit match up to $100 with the promo code locked on. If you deposit $100, price picks will give you $100. If you deposit $50, price picks will give you $50. Don't forget to enter the promo code LOCKEDON at sign up for an instant deposit match up to $100. The next game. It is the Celtics. They are hosting the New Orleans Pelicans. The spread is Celtics' 8.5-point favorites. Herb Jones is listed doubtful for the Pelicans, so unlikely he plays. Zion is out and Ingram is out. In Boston, it is the beginning of a back-to-back for them. Robert Williams is listed questionable for rest. Al Horford's got to be considered questionable for rest. And Marcus Smart is questionable with a knee contusion. I don't know how they're going to stagger these rests, but I would expect Horford's back to flare up at some point and that he misses one, Williams misses one, and Smart misses one across the Wednesday-Thursday combination. Again, which one it is, I don't know. So we'll have to wait and see on that. On the... um. New Orleans side, I want to watch Trey Murphy because he's been really disappointing and it's really hard to consider him a must-roster player at this point. Streaming, sure, but he's a points and threes guy who's just not seeing usage and minutes are dropping off, even with all these players out. Now, again, we've got Ingram, Zion, and Herb likely out. So everything is in line for Trey to have a big opportunity, but he's been squandering it. Can he do it? I don't know. I don't know. I also want to watch Larry Nance, who played some minutes next to Jonas Valanciunas last game. He had the standard category league fantasy numbers with steals, blocks, field goal percentage and rebounds. That's what he does. He's not going to be a points league guy. He's not going to be a big scorer. He can help you unbelievably in those correct categories that you need him for, but you've got to understand what his strengths are. Yes, he can be useful. Yes, he probably is a 12-team league guy, but does it make sense on your team or not? You've got to figure that out. Let's see what he's able to do. And let's see how much crossover he does get with Jonas Valanciunas. On the Celtic side of things, Derek White's been getting good minutes, <clears throat> but been struggling a little bit. And they've been up and down. 37, 23, 22, 21, 32, 30. Now, Smart's probably going to sit one of these games, and there's going to be other big men out. He's going to have a large role, and he does remain a really good streamer across the back-to-back. I also want to watch Grant Williams, who came out of nowhere to play 37 minutes last game. For reference, he played 18 the game before that, 28 the game before that, 16 the game before that, 28 the game before that. So good luck if you're trying to predict what his minutes are. You can't. They're all over the shop. But I feel good about saying his minutes are going to be big in this game because there is an expectation that either Horford or Rob Williams or both and Smart that someone is sitting or two people are sitting. And that's going to boost Williams' value. And that does make him at least streamable across this Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. The next game, it is the Bucks and the Hawks. The Bucks also embarking on a Wednesday, Thursday back-to-back. Chris Middleton is out again. Of course he is. Will he return Thursday? Very hard to expect that, but you never know, I guess. Um, is out for personal reasons. Well, Klinkapella was questionable, but he has since been ruled out. So he'll be out again with his calf injury. I wish they could just rule him out. He has not played since the 27th, so the 23rd of December. So we're like three weeks into this re-injury. Just tell us how long he's been out rather than every day out, every day out. Like, just tell us something. It's annoying. We just keep rolling with a Kongwu. On the Bucks. it's been a little bit disappointing the last two games for Bobby Portis. 23 and 19 minutes. Is that because Ingles is pushing up into more playing time? Is it, or Connaughton played more last game? Because you would have thought Portis could have sustained good minutes with Middleton out, but he's dropping off. I don't think he's going to be a droppable player, but I want to see where these minutes head to. also watch Joe Ingles because it is a back-to-back, so I don't expect him to play both of these games. But he played 28 minutes last game. Is that, is that the new expectation? I doubt it, but let's find out. 28 minutes, Joe Ingles is definitely a 14-team league guy, and it might be 12. I wouldn't add him, but let's get another idea of where it sits. For the Hawks, it's been a stronger period of time here for DeAndre Hunter. His minutes have been pushing up, 36, 37, 35. Previously, he'd get like 30, 31. But the minutes are up, the defensive stats are up. That's really good. In general, he's just really a points guy with some threes, but... Other stuff is coming through now, which is helping his value. And then I also watch Bogdan Bogdanovic, who stunk last game, really poor. He is available in a lot of leagues still, um, Bogdanovic. And I don't think that he should be. But getting an idea of his role as he's played under 30 minutes the last two games, I think he's going to be really intriguing. Of course, keep rolling with Ineke Rokongwu with Clint Kapala on the sidelines. Spurs-Grizzlies, no spread available for this one because we don't know a couple of key injuries. We know Devin Vassal is out. We know Brandon Clark is out. But Keldon Johnson, I, I don't expect that Calden plays um, without hamstring injury. And then there's Jar Morant dealing with his thigh soreness that he's missed the last two games from. And we don't have an update there with the Grizzlies. On the Spurs, Josh Richardson has really taken off with both Johnson and Vassal out. If Johnson is back, it's a little bit harder to rely upon Richardson but let's see what he's able to do. He's worth a stream. Well, Jeremy, um, Jeremy Sohan. Sohan, now! He's done nothing. Look, there's big opportunities, but nothing's changed. His minutes are the same, if not lower. His usage is marginally different, but nothing is really changing massively, and it's really hard to look at him as a must-roster 12-team league player. Maybe he can prove me wrong here. I doubt it. On the Grizzlies, I want to see Tyus Jones. Look, he's a grab for sure, because I don't know if Morant's going to play, but then how is his role if Jar does play? And... Does he, can he push into more than a luxury stash? I doubt it, but he's a really good option to hold. And then I want to watch Des Bain, who's struggled since coming back from that toe injury. Still can't push inside the top 100. I think he's getting going to get there, but I'd like to see the minutes push up a little bit, and I'd like to see the shooting numbers get, in, uh, get better as well. Suns and the Nuggets is the next game we look at. This is a back-to-back for Phoenix. We know that DeAndre Ayton and Chris Paul are both out of Tuesday's game. So I don't know whether they're going to play on Wednesday. And at this point, both Landu Shamet and Tory Craig are questionable for Tuesday. So there's the chance they might not play Wednesday as well. Add that to Booker and Cam Johnson, who are both out for both of those games. For the Nuggets, they're relatively clean. Jeff Green is out. Um, Bruce Brown, Bones Highland, and Zeke Nagy are all probable, but nothing that we need to look at too much there. The Suns, are, again, it's just all going to depend on who plays. But you've got Biombo, Landale, um, uh, Shamit, Dwayne Washington, Damian Lee as very interesting streams if Shamit plays, of course. And Torrey Craig is a stream if he plays. But it's just it's just a mess. And I think it could be a massive blowout. On the nugget side of things, I do want to watch um, uh, the five-minute man, Bones Highland, because the minutes just haven't been there. Look at this. He hasn't he hit 30 in a game against the Kings on the 28th of December. And then it's been 23-19, 22-20, 17-20. And Jamal Murray's been out. Um, he rested one of those games. And played 21 minutes in another one. That was a blowout against the Clippers. So I don't think 20 minutes of Bones is enough to be a 12-team league guy. Let's see if something changes. Also, I want to watch Maga Porter Jr. Because someone said, hey, is he a drop? And I don't believe that he is. But the production's been down. 26 minutes last game. He had a 22 against the Clippers. 27 against the Wolves. 25 against the Heat. He's very up and down with the playing time. And he's not doing much outside of points and threes with a little bit of rebounds. So I don't think he's a drop, but it's not as crazy as that question might sound on the surface. I wouldn't drop him, but we need to watch to see if there's going to be any improvement or or what's going to happen here. Today's episode is brought to you by betonline.net, the number one source for sports betting info, stats, news, and analysis. Get the latest odds and trends for all professional and amateur leagues out there. The NBA, of course, the NFL playoffs, college basketball, they've got it all. Over at betonline.net. First NFL playoff game is going to be the Niners hosting the Seahawks. Can Geno derail the Purdy train? Nine and a half point favorites the 49ers are. All of the odds are up there. The Vikings are favored over the Giants. The Bengals over the Ravens. The Cowboys over the Bucks. And the Bills over the Dolphins, as well as the Chargers over the Jaguars. All those odds are available over at Betterline. So go and check them out. The fastest and easiest way to get your betting info. So head to the website today or use your mobile device to learn more. Online is where the game starts. Don't forget to gamble responsibly. The next game is the Rockets and the Kings. Neither of these teams are on a back-to-back. And there's no injuries listed for either team. Remarkable. None for either team. The Kings are nine and a half point favorites on the Rockets. I want to watch the Filipino legend, Jalen Green, who is struggling. He's not, has he improved at all since last season? Not really. I talked about him on the Bilo show earlier today. So let's see, can he be a Bilo? Can we get some of this shooting, these shooting numbers to improve? Can you get me some steals at all? Can you get improve your assists or rebounds? He's still averaging 20 a game, but everything else is bad. I'd like to see some improvement there. I also want to watch the Delicate Dancer, El It's a delicate dance in just 17 steps. Minutes are up. Le- is that a trend? Can we see 32 minutes a night for El Peren-Shingun, is probably their best player? Probably their best player. But will old mate Stephen Silas rely upon him for more of those minutes? That is always a key question. For the Kings, it was a great game last time out for Keegan Murray on like 80% or 70% shooting. That's not a realistic number. Can he do anything else apart from shoot? Can he rebound, assist, steal, or block? Not really at the moment. And can he consistently get over 30 minutes? Again, not really. He's okay to have in 12-team leagues as a luxury stash, but he's definitely not a must-roster player. I also want to watch Kevin Herder, who we focused on on the Bilo Sell High show about his insane shooting from either two-point and three-point range. He's in a real hot streak at the moment. We know he can get cold at times. Watching his shooting numbers and how the minutes associate with that is key. He is a 12-team league guy. We see if we can get a buy low, or sorry, sell-high trade in there on him and see how the production looks after that. In terms of back-to-back streaming Wednesday, Thursday, it's the Bucks-Celtics. And there could be a lot of options there. There's Brogdon, there's White, there's Grant Williams, all those in Boston. Maybe you look at Pritchard, but probably not. Maybe Hauser in deeper leagues. And then in Milwaukee, you've got um, guys like Pat Connaughton, You've got Joe Ingles for the one game that he plays. Uh, you've got Grayson Allen, Javon Carter, maybe. Marjon Beauchamp in deeper leagues. There are some options there to stream in. If we're just streaming in for Wednesday, all of these players are available in at least 50% of leagues. Kyle Anderson, Quentin Grimes, Malik Monk, Andrew Nembhard. I like the minutes. The production could be a little bit iffy, but there's some value in him. Najee Marshall, great guy in New Orleans with all those players out. Alec Burks, pretty good stream, especially if Boyan remains sidelined. Pat Williams, with the potential of DeRozan moving uh, or being out, and that pushes Pat up that board. And then Larry Nance For deeper leagues, we look at Nembhard, Alvarado, DeLon Wright, Pat Connaughton, Dyson Daniels, Grayson Allen, Torian Prince and John Conchar, those guys are all available in over 90% of leagues. And then if you look at points leagues, these guys are all available in at least 4 uh, at least 60%, no, at least 40% of leagues. Uh, Kyle Anderson, Quentin Grimes, Monte Morris, Deandre Hunter, Najee Marshall, Jeremy Sohan, Emmanuel Quickly and Malik Monk, all pretty solid streamers for Wednesday's action. Now let's look at the next 4 days, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, Saturday. All low volume days, all streamable. So, who gets the schedule advantage here? Walker Kessler's got two games. He needs to be rostered. He's still available. These guys are all available in over 40% of leagues. Kessler needs to be rostered. Two games in the next four nights. Now, I've got both Jalen Duran and Daniel Gafford there. Now, there's an injury question mark over both of those players for the game on Wednesday, and who knows how long moving forward. But I still think they're must roster players, and you should grab them if they're available. Kyle Anderson's got three games over the next four nights. He's a great option while Towns and McLaughlin are out. So he should be rostered. And the schedule works in his favor too. And then there's the Bronco, Jalen Williams, with two games in the next uh, four nights. Broncos country, let's ride. So he is worth grabbing um, for now. And Dennis Schroeder's only got one game, but with the amount of players out in LA and Beverly now hurt, Schroeder's going to get a lot of minutes. He's going to take a lot of shots. He's not going to do a lot in other areas, but the volume should get him through to be a 12-team league guy in the short term. In terms of players benefiting from the the schedule, who's got three and four nights? Well, the Celtics do. So Derek White, really good value there. And the Pacers do as well. Andrew Nembhard, three games in four nights. It might be an opportunity to use him for a guy that's widely available. The other players who are, or the other teams who do have three games in four nights, it's the Pacers and the Celtics. Also the Bucks, the Hawks, and the Wolves. So fringe players there. You're looking at you know John Ray Hunter obviously Bogdanovich if he's available these guys should be rostered anyway. i um, the Wolves. We're looking at Kyle Anderson, Torian Prince with the three games. Maybe Jalen Noel. I don't feel that good about that one. Um, yeah, the Pacers, Celtics, Brogdon, Grant Williams, those sort of players, and the Bucks with someone like a Grayson Allen. So there are quite a few teams with three games in four nights coming up, and there are going to be some injury rests and sits happening to give you a little bit of a boost in value. And that will do it for me today. Don't forget to follow this podcast on Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, Stitcher, Spotify, and on the Odyssey app. And if you're here on YouTube, thumb it up. Leave the comments down below. Guys, we are done here. Thank you so much for listening, everyone. See ya.